It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What if Chris Rock hits him back? Right, that's where I thought. Then the whole thing goes left. I've been in the position of where you don't want to start a skirmish but feel obligated because you feel your wife or girlfriend will lose respect for you if you don't. Right. But I can't imagine it being while I'm at work on TV. (laughs) I think Chris Rock gets to do the Oscars until he doesn't want to do them anymore. I think the poise he showed. He was great about the situation. He He was was unbelievable. Yeah. It was one of the reasons I think so many people thought it was fake at first. Right. Was because he handled it. Okay. All right. We can start the show now. I have more on this later. Welcome in. It is What's Right with Nick Wright, episode five. We are recording this hours after Will Smith smacked Chris Rock on the Oscar stage. I spent about 15 minutes before the show even started talking about that. Hopefully you'll see that throughout. Also, Demonze, who I'll introduce in just a moment, if you don't have some Chris Rock questions and Will Smith questions in this, then you're fired. So you better get it together when you can. Before, though, we get to what we are talking about, let's get to what we're not talking about, what is not on Today's What's Right with Nick Wright show is Italy missing the World Cup. Lost to North Macedonia. Shaq and Steph win Oscars and Formula One racing. That says who cares? I, You know what? I'm going to admit I've been knocking it. I might have to get into it. So many people I like and respect like it for me to totally dismiss it. However, that is not going to be on the show today. If you're new to the show, my son is deeply involved. You'll meet him in just a moment. There's also a clock. It's a race of me against the clock, me against the producers. Demonze's right there. So, Demonze, I turn to you. What are we starting with today? Uh, let's start with some Kyrie. Yeah. Um, great news in Brooklyn. Kyrie can play home games again. Yep. Uh, they crushed Miami and then proceeded to lose to Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, they now have the second best title odds. Yeah. Which team are they? The team that beat Miami or the team that lost to Charlotte? It's a great question. It's also a trick question. The answer is they're both, which is why picking them to win the title is so ridiculously dumb. So over the weekend, both the Lakers and the Nets had just egregious losses. The Lakers was uglier, but the Nets was more damaging. Here's why. The Lakers have been dead for a month now. The Nets, again, DeMonte just said it. You said the second best title odds. So according to Vegas, the Suns are the most likely team to win the title. And right after them is the Brooklyn Nets, who at present have are tied in the standings with Charlotte, who just beat them yesterday. Right now, just to make the playoffs, 
The Nets would have to beat Trey Young in Barclays. And Trey Young, by the way, what an opportunity for him to become the most hated man in New York City. He already killed the Knicks last year. Now he can kill the Nets this year in one game if the standings hold. But they'd have to beat the Hawks. Then they would have to win the next play-in game against Charlotte, maybe, who they just lost to over the weekend. And then play the one seed, whether it be Boston or Philly or Milwaukee. I, the idea that Brooklyn is going to be mediocre for 75 games and then turn it on for four weeks just to get to the conference finals, not even the NBA finals, it's ludicrous. I can't believe people are still it, talking themselves into the nets. Now, their upside, their ceiling, is as high as any team, almost any team in basketball. In the entire Eastern Conference, if you tell me this team is going to play its A-plus game, who's the best? The only team who I think can beat Brooklyn's A-plus is Milwaukee. But that it's not March Madness. It's not one and done. you got to win four out of seven and then do it again, then do it again, then do it again. Why would anyone believe Brooklyn that they, they find out Kyrie, the the... Vaccine mandates lifted. Oh, that should be a huge game for them. They lose to the Grizzlies without Ja. His first game back where he's allowed to play at Barclays all year. They blow a 14-point lead and lose to the Hornets in a game that matters. At some point, they are who they said they were. And who they said they are is a team that has no consistency whatsoever. So no, they can't win the NBA title. It's ridiculous. All right, what's next? NBA nerds were big mad this weekend. Yeah. Jokic and Embiid were both eligible for All-NBA oh. at center yeah. and forward. Yeah, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You're a nerd, yeah. so I figure you're mad. Yeah. Why does this matter? Oh, why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Why does history matter? Why does, why does anything matter? So, okay, so let me explain how this works. All-NBA, which if you're following our bet, well, you can't even follow it yet, but our best 50 players last 50 years series, when it comes out in a few weeks, what you're going to see, we really value certain things, top five MVP finishes, how you do in the playoffs, and all NBA appearances. Because for all of NBA history, this has been a snapshot of the best guys at each position in the league. First team, second team, and 30 years ago, they added the third team. And all of a sudden, despite the fact that Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic have played zero minutes at forward, the NBA, because I guess they want to make sure Jokic makes first team, the NBA is changing the rules. They started going down this path last year. Now it's full-on embrace where a guy who doesn't play forward can make the team at forward. So why does it matter? Here's why it matters. I'm not saying that it's perfect that you're a guy who's going to finish top four in MVP voting isn't going to get a first-team spot. But that's how it's always been. We had Wilt and Russell dueling each other for a dozen years. Do you know how many times they both made first-team All-NBA? Uh, zero. We had Bob McAdoo once come in second in MVP voting. He didn't make first or second team All-NBA. Much less, oh, put him on there alongside Kareem. The guys, you had Robinson and Akeem and Ewing. Was there any time where you could have, Shaq came along, where you should have had two centers? Yeah, could have made an argument. But you didn't. Go through history. Has there ever been two centers on an All-NBA team? No, because it, it's mattered what position you actually play. So now, if you change the rules, and you wouldn't change the rules when it was Kareem involved, and it was, or when it was Shaq involved, or when it was Wilt and Russell, to change them now and change the way 
we are able to judge different eras, I hate it. You're trying to spice things it. up. But it's not spicing anything up. I do you, sound like an old head. How do I sound like an old head? It's the way it was in the but past. It, okay. <laughs> guys, guys, if, if Moses Malone at his apex was getting all NBA second team some years because he wasn't better than Kareem, but we're going to change the rule for Nikola Jokic. Okay, yeah. Makes a ton of sense. All right, we're still talking all NBA. Good. Okay, so yeah. since you care about the all NBA so much, yeah. despite not even having a vote, okay. uh, that's a what god would, dog cheap shot. What, what would your team look like? Oh, my all NBA team? Yes. All right, first and second team is almost locked with a couple weeks to go. Third team, there are some openings. But first team, obvious. Ja, despite missing all the games, Ja, I think, makes it. it could, he could get dropped to second team depending on how many more games he misses. But at the guard position, the only lock is Luka. Luka's got to be there. Ja's got to be, I think, will be there. At the forward spot, Giannis is obviously going to be unanimous. I clearly would not go Jokic and Embiid at forward center. I would only put one of them because they're a center. So the other forward spot would go to LeBron. And Wait, then the hold fi- on, hold on, hold on. It's, it's all making sense now. What? You mean to tell me this, this Jokic and Embiid thing is getting to you so much because they'll take LeBron's spot? No! How dare you? That's, that's what it sounded no, like. No, it is because they don't play forward. So I think the All-NBA forward should be a forward. That's what I think. Now, would, as it happens, are you correct that if Jokic and Embiid make it, and Giannis we know is going to make it, LeBron would be out? That does happen to be true. That is not the reasoning. You don't believe me. I, I don't. I, 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 I son, don't. Son, it's... You, how, well, my own son is doubting my, my, my integrity here. It has nothing to do with LeBron. It has to do with NBA history. It has to do with the, you know, paying respect to our elders NBA like Bob McAdoo. Yeah, it does, buddy. But to answer the question, my all-NBA team would be right now, Ja, Luka, Giannis, LeBron, Embiid. That would be my first team. And the Luka and Giannis and Embiid, to me, are pretty much locked in in those spots. LeBron also, if, assuming you're not doing the two centers, but I wouldn't. My second team, Steph, Devin Booker, Jason Tatum, your guy who's been unbelievable for six weeks now. Durant, I know he's missed a bunch of games. Durant's got to be on there. And then my second team center would be Jokic. Those 10 names I just mentioned there, Eight of them must be first or second team. Tatum and Durant, some people will make arguments about. Again, there's a spot missing for one of them if you use a center spot on a forward or a forward spot on a center, I should say. And then third team, to me, there's right now three locks. DeRozan, Carl Anthony Towns, and CP3. And for those final two spots, Donovan Mitchell, Jimmy Butler, Jalen Brown, Pascal Siakam, do we want to get a cab on there? Darius Garland, Trey Young has a case. Should we get two bulls on there? Zach Levine. So I don't know about third team, but I think those, I think we're pretty set on how the all NBA teams, the general skeleton of it should be. And you're right. I don't have a vote. You know, yeah. Listen, I'm sorry that I didn't work once upon a time for the new Orleans times, Picayune and follow a team around. All I do is study <laughs> NBA history and watch all the games and talk about as much as anyone and wear God dog NBA jumpsuits officially licensed gear, no less, but they can't give me a vote. Okay. What's last? Uh, what, hold on. You're 
You, you didn't like any of that? I mean, it just sounds like exactly what you do for LeBron, but okay. You know what? Um, you know what? Let's, right. let's let's move. Let's let's hit some NFL. Yeah. Green Bay lost Devontae and MVS. Yeah. They haven't done much in free agency. Um, I honestly just think nobody wants to play with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. But um, do you think Green Bay made a, a mistake by you know extending him, extending his contract? contract? All right. Here's what I think. I think a couple things. I'll answer that question in a moment. But I, I also think that I lost my bet. I bet your mom that it would take, I set the over-under on eight and a half shows before you start taking shots at me and inserting your own opinion. <laughs> this is show five, and we in the last four minutes have gotten just unfair LeBron accusations, questioning my unfair. integrity. And you just you just squeeze in a DeMonze Aaron Rodgers take. Because I'm telling you right now, our subscribers, the viewers, the people that are invested in the What's Right show, they woke up this morning, they're like, man, can't wait to hear what DeMonze thinks about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I've got to tell you, that's what they're here for. With that said, you, it's not a bad take. Exactly, even though you weren't really licensed yet to give it, it, the evidence would say people aren't rushing to go play with Aaron. At the very least, that Aaron hasn't been able to overcome the fact that the team's in Green Bay, the weather, all of it. And the fact that I think people don't know how much longer he's going to play. But to answer your question, did they make a mistake? They didn't make a mistake because they had no choice. They had You can't risk Aaron forcing a trade or retiring. So you paid him because you had to pay him. Do I think it's going to work out? Do I think they're going to get closer to the Super Bowl in the next two years than they've been in the last two years? I do not. We'll be right back. Warmer, sunnier days are approaching, so fuel up for them with Factor's No Prep, No Mess Meals. Factor will help you meet your wellness goals just in time for summer, thanks to a vast menu of chef-crafted, never-frozen meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. These fresh meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Variety? They have that. Factor has 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Working on wellness goals? Factor has you covered with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. How do they taste? They're delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious, and delicious options. What about quality? Each Factor meal is restaurant quality with premium ingredients like filet mignon, blackened salmon, and shrimp. So start spending less time in the kitchen now because you don't have to shop, prep, cook, or clean up. Make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? Head to factormeals.com slash nickwright50 and use code nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code nickwright50 at factormeals.com slash nickwright50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Welcome back in What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and video show. I'm not supposed to say YouTube show because you might be watching this in a different place, but video show sounds stupid, so I'm never saying that again. Sorry, Gabe. All right, we got a new segment. The segment is called Not Quite Right. This is The idea behind this is I kind of dry run a take that I'm not quite ready for television on. However, if I, I have a feeling what we're talking about here, 
I am a little insulted. They think this goes in the not quite right bin because I think this is fully ready for television. I just wanted to debut it on the new podcast. Demonze, what's the first question or the only question for not quite right? <laughs> LeBron won the Razzie for worst actor. Yeah. Because you're deranged, you actually think this contributes to the GOAT debate. Um, explain yourself. Okay, again, the editorializing that's happened in the last 15 minutes on the show, call me deranged, Get, uh, inserting your own opinions here. I'm going to have to check the contract that, wait, you don't have <laughs> to see what your actual responsibilities are. But the, I'll tell you this much right now. It absolutely unequivocally does give an, another example as to why LeBron is judged so much differently than every other great athlete ever. LeBron just became the first basketball player ever, and I believe athlete ever, to win this award. Now, is he the first athlete turned actor? No. Is he the first basketball player turned actor? No. Is he the first Los Angeles Laker turned actor? No. So let's go to Shaquille O'Neal, who was in some historically bad movies, including Shazam, and the, 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 the idea that Shaquille O'Neal has never won a Razzie for Best Actor. The idea that we all still to this day pretend that Michael Jordan was a good actor right. in Space Jam. <laughs> and LeBron, his movie grosses $160 million. He puts his kid in it, and everyone's like, oh, I got to tell you, his blocking in the second act, not up to par. Oh, my goodness. His comedic timing could use some work. Just I, Everyone says, I'm deranged. No, no, no. This is a microcosm for how we do LeBron James on the court, too. It just, uh, through the prism of, of nostalgia and the haziness of history, Michael Jordan never missed a big shot. Michael Jordan never missed a big free throw. Michael Jordan never had a bad game. Meanwhile, LeBron, over the weekend, can have 39 points against the Pelicans. The Lakers lose and be like, oh, guy scored four in the fourth. What does it mean <laughs> for him as the GOAT? So, yeah, this does contribute to the GOAT argument. Because it's a, it is a part and parcel example that LeBron James is held to a standard, the likes of which no athlete ever has been held to. The idea that we, it's not like, oh, you're a famous guy, you're in a movie. No, go back and watch some of those Jim Brown performances in the movies that he left football for. Go back and watch literally any Shaq movie, other, sorry Shaq, other than Blue Chips or Penny Hardaway in Blue Chips or the, the, the only real athlete actor performance that was great was Ray Allen, and he got game. You know why? Because he was playing Ray Allen. He's playing, he's like, hey, a uh, great high school prospect. You're going to throw money and women at me? Oh, okay, I can play that. The, I, so, yeah, it actually does add to the GOAT debate because it shows how unfairly LeBron's been treated by charlatans such as yourself in the media. I can't believe I just said, like, someone such as yourself in the media. That you have done, you've given five minutes of opinions on the show, and now I'm looking at you as like a fellow media member. Hey, I mean, what can I say? Look, okay. Can I say All right, that? let's play a game and try to keep your takes to a minimum here. This or that? I'll try. This okay. time for this or that. What's harder to explain? The Grizzlies record without Ja or everybody rooting for Duke? Oh, the, the Grizzlies record is way harder to explain. I get That's everybody rooting for Duke because it's the last stand. It's even if you've always hated Duke, or always hated Coach K, you'll kind of miss him. And so I understand that part of it. And the way they've won these games has been pretty stirring. It's a fun story to watch. The Grizzlies, who listen, Taylor Jenkins should be coach of the year. They've done a great job building out that roster. But, and I do, listen, I like Bain. I like Jaron Jackson Jr. I liked him coming out of school's top five pick. 
I like the guys they have. But at present, they are 17-2 and two without Ja. They have a better record, better winning percentage without Ja than with Ja. That is not explainable. That is, by definition, inexplicable. So, no, that is far more confusing and far harder to explain. I, you know, I don't think it should work against Ja really, but I've got to say, I think it kind of, in a tiniest bit, might push him off some fourth or fifth place MVP ballots. I think you look at the Grizzlies, you're like, oh my God, they're the two seed. Ja's the reason. Right. But the fact that they win 90% of their games without him, I, I don't think it's fair. It probably works it works against him a bit. All right, what's next? More believable rumors. Uh, Brady to the Dolphins or Stefan Diggs to the Cowboys? Oh, I think Brady to the Dolphins is the more believable rumor. The, listen, I don't think the Cowboys have cap space. I don't think they got rid of Amari Cooper because they think he stinks. I think they got rid of Amari Cooper because they've given some bad contracts out, particularly to Zeke. They, got, they owe Dak a ton of money. I think they're in real trouble uh, up against the cap. Now, they tried to bring back Randy Gregory, so I guess you could say they would use that money for Diggs, but I don't think Buffalo is letting Diggs get out of there. And Diggs has a couple years left on his deal. The, the, the reason the Diggs rumors even exist is because he's making $14 million a year, and the new receiver market is $28, $29 million a year. So they're saying that he's going to ask for a new deal. They don't know if Buffalo will give it to him. So that's the reason those exist. The Brady stuff is, to me, a first cousin of my Brady to the Niners take, which at this point, I must admit, I'm starting to doubt that Brady's actually going to force his way to the Niners. I think he tried to, was unsuccessful, but obviously I I absolutely believe Tom Brady is going to play for another team in his career. Now, it is looking less and less likely that it's going to be this year that he plays for another team, but I believe he was thinking about trying to get out of Tampa, that he thinks that that run is over, and for some reason, he wasn't able to get out of it. So the Brady rumors, to me, are way more believable. All right, what's next? Okay. Uh, best courtside video. Uh, courtside haircut? Yeah. Or Holloway's baby throwing up, which I actually caught live. Okay. And so, again, so Demonze is correct. If you haven't seen it, the video of the baby throwing up right at the end of the St. Peter's game. I was watching the game with Demonze. He did catch it live. He did demand we rewind it. So he's like, hey. I think this might go viral. I'm going to record it. I'm like, all right, buddy, that's fine. I get it. No problem. He did catch it live. And you can see, I didn't know, I didn't see it, wow. and nor did I know it was Holloway's baby. So this, and it's a good show. line. I think he might have had Purdue in his final four. The, the courtside haircut, though, is the right answer because there are so many parts of the courtside haircut that are awesome, and I have so many questions about them. One is, where was the barber's seat? Did he actually buy the seat directly behind the courtside seats. The other part of it, and this is one of my favorite barbershops flexes, even though I'm certain it's fake. Did you see the cape? Did you, the, the, Was that a Gucci cape? Louis Vuitton. Louis Vuitton, okay. The old, the old, nothing like the barbershop in the hood where everybody's got a <laughs> Louis Vuitton cape here and a Gucci cape here, and they were all bought for $11 with fake <laughs> materials. But I love it. I, I have a lot of questions about the courtside haircut. So to me, that's a far better rumor. All right, we, we're short on time. I think we got a couple of these left. Left. What's next? Uh, biggest winner from the Oscars, ABC executives or Chris Rock's trainer? Oh, listen, obviously the ratings will be great, but the answer is Chris Rock's trainer. Because I, don't, I remember New Jack City. And now that was also 30 years ago. But Chris Rock was skinnier than Chet Holmgren. 
back then. I remember the movie Dogma, which was not 30 years ago, but it was probably 15 years ago, where Chris Rock was still as skinny as Chet Holmgren in that video. Not only has Chris Rock put on some weight, but Chris Rock's ability to take a, not a punch, but an open hand slap from a larger man where it's not like he had his feet set. It wasn't like one of those slap competitions you see the grainy video from Eastern Europe where guys are sitting there holding the things ready. He's, he's in dress shoes. He doesn't have a great stance. His hands are behind his back. And he takes it and then just keeps it moving. I, so Chris Rock's trainer deserves a raise, not only for what he has done, but maybe for what he will do if Chris Rock's like, I'm going to get mine back. <laughs> we're, we're getting in the gym, man. Uh, so Chris Rock's trainer, I, I think Chris Rock was a, as much of a winner as you can be when you get slapped in the face on national television. Right. I think he was a pretty big winner. I think his trainer was the biggest winner of the entire night. I thought that was the last one. You said we have a bonus one. What We've is it? got a bonus question for yeah. you. So uh, we happened to come across a picture of Luca yeah. wearing the same exact outfit as you. Really? So the question is, who wore it better? Who wore it you better? You or Luka Doncic? Okay, let me see. And if you're listening, I'll do the best to describe it. Who wore it better? Oh, he wore my NBA gear. Oh, oh, that's so awesome. I didn't, you know, it's so, oh, hold up. If you're not watching, so Luke and I are both wearing the Hugo Boss NBA licensed uh, gorgeous sweatshirt. I wore it on the show a week ago. I also wore it in me and DeMonte's photo shoot. However, the answer to this question, without any equivocation or doubt, is I wore it better. Do you See, know I why? Want, I don't, right, why is that? What, what, you didn't want to I, what? I didn't want to make it seem like oh, I had a biased opinion. Like, uh -huh. Lucas, you, you honestly did wear it better. Thank you. But, and put the picture back up for our video viewers, and I'll be able to show you why. I wore it better because scan, pan down past the sweatshirt. You'll see my sweatpants, it's the same logo. I'm wearing the whole outfit. I'm wearing the Hugo Boss sweatshirt and the Hugo Boss NBA licensed matching sweatpants. Luca, if you notice, has a little Jumpman logo on his. He's not wearing the whole fit. So I, I mean, I, I'm wearing the whole fit. There's no question. I mean, it's not even a doubt. Luca, you're halfway there, but, uh, but you know, you didn't quite get there. You, you, you know, you're going to get some MVP votes, but I might have I moved you down just a bit here, pal. I think my mom bought that outfit for him. For, Just, for me? Yeah. It's, it's, oh, yeah. It wouldn't make sense for her to have bought it for Luca. That was, yeah. Of course she bought it for me. Yeah, no, no, I don't know why I said for me. It was a dumb question. Like, obviously, she didn't buy it for Luca. Then I'd have different questions to ask. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back in. Final segment What's Right with Nick Wright podcast and YouTube show. Uh, Demonze, I. Tell me that we're going to talk Chris Rock here. I've been talking yeah, about it all day. It seemed like you had some things to get off your chest as far as that situation. Okay, so I have a lot of things to get off my chest. I, I ranted about it for about 15 minutes before the show even started. That'll probably be lost to history. Uh, they were all great takes. But I'm going to... Two more things I passionately believe in. One will undoubtedly be controversial. The first one is not. There is no better indicator of how broken the public discourse is than in the immediacy after the Chris Rock Will Smith moment, everyone has just decided online, I am on one side, there is no gray area here, either it should have happened, it shouldn't, and everyone, it's just, we all exist just to scream at each other. 
That's the thing I think, and I think the internet's poisoning our brains in that regard. That's something I think everyone would agree with. Here's the controversial thing. And I am not defending Will Smith in this instance. I am simply using it as a vessel to discuss something. We need a little more casual violence in this country. A little more. Things were better. And I again, I'm not saying, I'll explain. People are too confident that no one's going to smack them. And yeah. the fear, I might get smacked for this, is a really good bumper on public actions. Yeah. There's way too many people getting on Southwest Airline flights like, ain't nobody going to hit me. You're going to have to listen to me rant about this mess. There's way too many people that think they can walk down the street wearing a literal Nazi patch. And it's like, ah, oh, my First Amendment right. It is your First Amendment right. But there also used to be, my buddy Slimfest says this all the time, used to be kind of understood code. It is your right to, you know, wear that Nazi patch. And if I come down the street and smack you, the cops are going to be like, didn't see it. Didn't see it. And I happen to believe, again, the proliferation of guns and other things have made this to where it's a sketchier situation than once be. I happen to believe we are in a better place if grown adults, particularly grown men, have a healthy fear. <laughs> ah, somebody might come upside my head. <laughs> I, I think it's good. I think it is useful. And again, that is not to say the Chris Rock situation, but I thought of it, and I'm like, you know what? We dude, Far too many people do walk around being like, what are you going to do? And the answer <laughs> needs to occasionally be, I'm going to smack you. I'm going to smack you, and then we're ah. just going to see where the chips fall. I think that's, do you agree with me? 100%. 100%. You, there are too many people, and you have to deal with them far more than I do. Because yeah. you're young, you're big, and you still go out unchaperoned. I have a chaperone. Unchaperoned. Yeah, the chaperone's your mother. So I, <laughs> I, I always, but you go out by yourself, and there's a lot of people that talk greasy to you under the assumption, what's, what's, it's not like he's going to hit me. Nobody hits anybody anymore. And I'm just saying, I think it was a better place when occasionally there was a little more of a fear of casual violence. That's today's show.